Before jumping into paragraph writing, which will be discussed in next episode, I would love to introduce to you guys an essential part of making our English sound more accurate and natural. It is the way that words usually go together in great meaning, called collocations. We don't say do friends, but make friends, right? We don't say hot rain, but heavy rain. We don't say make a crime, but commit a crime. So what is it with these phrases? Do friends, hot rain, and make a crime? Well, these phrases are unnatural, and chances are that you will be very likely to confuse native English speakers because collocations just sound right to native English speakers who use them all the time. Now, the next question is why do we bother to learn collocations? Well, we have to think about the benefits, right, of learning anything. So here are three major benefits that you will gain from learning collocations. Number one, your language will be more natural and more easily understood. Number two, you will have alternatives and richer ways of expressing yourself. Number three, it is easier for your brain to remember and use language in chunks or blocks rather than as single words. There are several different types of collocations made from combinations of verb, noun, adjective, etc. Some of the most common types are number one, adverb plus adjective, like highly appreciate, not strongly appreciate. Number two, adjective plus noun, like a star-studded cast, not a staring cast. Number three, noun plus noun, like a surge of anger, not a rush of anger. Number four, noun plus verb, lions roar. We don't say lions shout, right? And number five, verb plus noun, commit suicide, not undertake suicide. Number six, verb plus expression with preposition, like burst into tears, not blow up in tears. And the last one, verb plus adverb, study assiduously, not study hardly, because hardly means seldom, almost never. Now let's move on to a new piece of knowledge: strong, weak, fixed collocations. A strong collocation is one in which the words are very closely associated with each other. For example, inclement weather means very unpleasant weather. It has formal register. Remember this, or auburn hair means reddish hair. Meanwhile, fixed collocations are collocations so strong that it cannot be changed in any way. For example, I was walking to and fro. It means I was walking one direction and then in the opposite direction a repeated number of times. No other words can replace to, or fro, or and in this collocation. The meaning of some fixed collocations cannot be guessed from the individual words. And these collocations also called as idioms. On the contrary, weak collocations are made up of words that collocate with a wide range of other words. For example, you can say you are in a broad agreement with someone. It means you are generally in agreement with them. However, broad can also be used with a number of other words like a broad avenue, a broad smile, or broad shoulders. The next question is how to learn collocations effectively. We have some tips for you today. Number one, be aware of collocations and try to recognize them when you see or hear them. Number two, treat collocations as single blocks of language. Think of them as individual blocks or chunks and learn them together. Number three, when you learn a new word, write down other words that collocate with it. For example, when you learn the word remember. 
Just learn other adverbs that go with the verb remember, like remember rightly, remember distinctly, remember vaguely, remember vividly. Number four, read as much as possible. Reading is an excellent way to learn vocabulary and collocations and context naturally. I will review some of the books I have read so far in twenty twenty one in another episode. Now, next, revise what you learn regularly. Practice using new collocations and contexts as soon as possible after learning them. And number six, learn collocations and groups that work for you. You could learn them by topic, like time, number, weather, money, family, job, love, or by a particular word, like you learn the verb take. We have a lot of collocations that go with it, like take action, take a chance, take an exam. The last one, you can find information and collocations in any good learner's dictionary, and you can also find specialized dictionaries of collocations. Today, we're gonna learn about sixteen common and advanced collocations in written and spoken language. Pay attention to the register of each collocation, whether it is formal and informal. And for formal collocations, you're gonna see this abbreviation FM. For informal collocations, you're gonna see this abbreviation. I N F M, and for neutral collocations, there are no abbreviations next to them. When you have finished watching this video, please scroll down to the end of this post and click on the link that will lead you to the collocation list. Got it? Okay, let's get started. Here are some A random collocations for speaking tests that will be of great use for you guys to achieve a higher band score. Before jumping into paragraph writing, which will be discussed in next episode, I would love to introduce to you guys an essential part of making our English sound more accurate and natural. It is the way that words usually go together and create meaning, called collocations. We don't say do friends but make friends, right? We don't say hot rain but heavy rain. We don't say make a cram but commit a cram. So what is it with these phrases? Do friends, hot rain, and make a cram? Well, these phrases are unnatural, and chances are that you will be very likely to confuse native English speakers because collocations just sound right to native English speakers who use them all the time. Now, the next question is why do we bother to learn collocations? Well, we have to think about the benefits, right, of learning anything. So here are three major benefits that you will gain from learning collocations. Number one, your language will be more natural and more easily understood. Number two, you will have alternatives and richer ways of expressing yourself. Number three, it is easier for your brain to remember and use language in chunks or blocks rather than as single words. There are several different types of collocations made from combinations of verb, noun, adjective, etc. Some of the most common types are number one, adverb plus adjective. Like highly appreciate, not strongly appreciate. Number two, adjective plus noun, like a star-studded cast, not a staring cast. Number three, noun plus noun, like a surge of anger, not a rush of anger. Number four, noun plus verb, lions roar. We don't say lions shout, right? And number five, verb plus noun, commit suicide, not undertake suicide. Number six, verb. Plus expression with preposition, like burst into tears, not blow up in tears, and the last one, verb plus adverb, study 
assiduously, not study hardly, because hardly means seldom, almost never. Now let's move on to a new piece of knowledge: strong, weak, fixed collocations. A strong collocation is one in which the words are very closely associated with each other. For example, inclement weather means very unpleasant weather. It has formal register. Remember this, or auburn hair means reddish hair. Meanwhile, fixed collocations are collocations so strong that it cannot be changed in any way. For example, I was walking to and fro. It means I was walking one direction and then in the opposite direction a repeated number of times. No other words can replace to. Or fro or and in this collocation, the meaning of some fixed collocations cannot be guessed from the individual words, and these collocations also called as idioms. On the contrary, weak collocations are made up of words that collocate with a wide range of other words. For example, you can say you are in a broad agreement with someone. It means you are generally in agreement with them. However, broad can also be used with a number of other words like a broad avenue, a broad smile, or broad shoulders. The next question is how to learn collocations effectively. We have some tips for you today. Number one, be aware of collocations and try to recognize them when you see or hear them. Number two, treat collocations as single blocks of language. Think of them as individual blocks or chunks and learn them together. Number three, when you learn a new word, write down other words that collocate with it. For example, when you learn the word "remember," just learn other adverbs that go with the verb "remember," like "remember rightly," "remember distinctly," "remember vaguely," "remember vividly." Number four. Read as much as possible. Reading is an excellent way to learn vocabulary and collocations and contexts naturally. I will review some of the books I have read so far in twenty twenty one in another episode. Now, next, revise what you learn regularly. Practice using new collocations and contexts as soon as possible after learning them. And number six, learn collocations in groups that work for you. You could learn them by topic, like time, number, weather, money, family, job, love, or by a particular word, like you learn the verb take. We have a lot of collocations that go with it, like take action, take a chance, take an exam. And the last one, you can find information and collocations in any good learner's dictionary, and you can also find specialized dictionaries of collocations. Today we're gonna learn about sixteen common and advanced collocations in written and spoken language. Pay attention to the register of each collocation, whether it is formal and informal. And for formal collocations, you're gonna see this abbreviation FM. For informal collocations, you're gonna see this abbreviation INFM. And for neutral collocations, there are no abbreviations next to them. When you have finished watching this video, please scroll down to the end of this post and click on the link that will lead you to the collocation list. Got it? Okay, let's get started. Here are some A random collocations for speaking tests that will be of great use for you guys to achieve a higher band score. Number one, be into something. This collocation simply means to like something, to fancy something. For example, instead of saying I like listening to music, 
You should say I'm really into listening to instrumental music after a stressful day at school. The soft melodies help me to feel refreshed, and this is the thing I usually turn to to recharge my battery. Sounds better, right? Number two, not my idea of fun. The collocation to be not my idea of fun means I don't think something is interesting to me. Therefore, it is not my cup of tea. If someone asks you about whether you joined a concert last night where Justin Timberlake sang his newest song really beautifully, you might as well just say, "Oh, pop music is not my idea of fun, so I stayed at home yesterday. Did you enjoy it?" To mean that you don't like that kind of thing, and thus you didn't go. Number three, can't put up with something. This collocation is also a phrasal verb. Which means cannot tolerate something because you are so frustrated about it. If your neighbors keep playing music night after night, the odds are that you cannot put up with that situation any longer, because you feel like your head is just splitting into half. So, what else do you think you cannot put up with anymore in your life? Tell us in the comment below. I am Leah Normandis, and you're listening to a slide series. Stay with me. Now, number four, put one's mind at ease or. Put one's mind at rest. A vast majority of us are into listening to music because it simply puts our minds at ease. It means we feel relaxed and calm and a sense of relief. So this is the basic meaning of to put one's mind at ease or at rest. For example, my mother had to endure an arduous four-hour journey to visit me in Ho Chi Minh City, and the fact that she said she didn't feel worn out at all really put my mind at ease. This is far from the truth. Actually, my mom is fed up with traveling by coach, and her face usually looks weary every time she comes to visit me. Is your mom like that? Now, number five, soak up the sun, soak up the atmosphere. To soak up the sun means to enjoy catching some rays. Rays here means sunlight, and to soak up the atmosphere means to enjoy things that exist around you. I would lean over the balcony and soak up the sun when I lived in Ho Chi Minh City. Do you guys have this habit? I bet that it will do you good. Number six, at the crack of dawn. Does your father get up at the crack of dawn? My father doesn't. He is into the habit of slipping in and letting my mom wake him up with her furious voice. Sounds similar, doesn't it? At the crack of dawn means very early in the morning, and if you slip in, you treat yourself some more hours to continue to sleep. Sometimes we have to get up at the crack of dawn for something really urgent, don't we? Number seven, by the sweat of one's brow. By the sweat of one's brow means by one's own hard work, typically manual labor. My uncle set up shop in 2000 and established himself in the industry by the sweat of his brow. Number eight, tip away at one's confidence. This collocation best replaces the expression "Oh, I feel less confident." Because it means to gradually and relentlessly make something smaller or weaker. For example, once I saw the gross enrollment rate of thousands of students who wished to get into RMIT University, it just chipped away my confidence because I supposed I couldn't make it. Now these collocations can be a great help for you guys to get a higher score in any speaking tests. So revise them regularly and apply them to your study. Best wishes. It's time to take a look at collocations for writing tests. Here are a random collocations I'd love to introduce to you guys. Number one, 
to be attributable to something. Number two, to subscribe to something. Number three, to do someone or something a disservice. Number four, to have far-reaching, serious, adverse applications for someone or something. Number five, to have a sterling academic transcript. Number six, to land a fulfilling or financially rewarding or well-paid job. Number seven, become inexorably increasing. Number eight, show a cavalier disregard for something. Now, in the next episode, writing a chapter that has no end, part number two, we will present you, our dearest listeners, with an explanation of these collocations alongside a sample paragraph. That's it for today's episode. We have learned what collocations are, how we find ways to learn them, and some useful collocations along the way. I am Leah Normandis, and you're listening to the Slice series. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Winter is around corner. Put on your coat and enjoy it. Bye bye.